0: Hello, this is Jeff Otis, Senior Wealth Consultant and Partner at Evergreen GovCal, and you're listening to Think Ahead on the Evergreen Exchange. I hope you enjoyed this 25-minute conversation between myself and Evergreen Senior Financial Planner Katie Versio. And as always, thanks for listening.
1: Hey, listener, this episode requires an extra disclosure. Jeff Otis is an employee and partner of Evergreen GovCal. All views and opinions expressed by Jeff and any guest of the podcast are solely the individual's views and do not necessarily reflect the views of Evergreen GovCal. Evergreen GovCal's clients may hold securities mentioned in this podcast at any given time. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions or be considered investment advice. Enjoy the episode.
0: All right, so I'm joined here today uh, by our firm's senior financial planner, Katie Versio. So, Katie, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Man, I'm excited to have you on. seems like it's been a little bit since we've been able to record something together, but we go back, what, five, six, seven years, something like that at Evergreen. Uh, Let's talk just real quick about what the last 12 months has been like for you, maybe personal update, and then we're going to get into uh, what we're talking about.
2: Oh, sure. Well, uh, it's been a very exciting last year for me. I had, I welcomed my first child back here in July and have uh, been back since late fall. And yeah, it's been a, a, been a really exciting time, both professionally and uh, for my family.
0: Yeah. How's Little Forest doing? He's good. He's
2: 10 months old now, so getting into lots of trouble.
0: <laughs> yeah, you and I, it's funny, you know, we going through uh, COVID together with all of us working remotely. We had a little one uh, in December right before COVID hit, so he's he's coming up on a year and a half. But um, Brooks and, and then you with Forrest, we had these babies uh, at the house going through COVID together, and, and uh, that made it a little bit interesting, didn't it, at times?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: So I'm excited to have you on, uh, I mean, your your specialty you know, area of expertise from the planning side, certified financial planner, uh, someone that's really been like a right hand to me at Evergreen, you know, over the last, like I said, I think it's been like six, seven years or so that we've been working together, working with clients. Um, one. Uh, we're going to go a little bit different direction today. Uh, we're going to be talking more about a specific space that I think we specialize in, and a type of uh, a type of worker, type of client that I think we have uh, some extra expertise in helping, and that's in the tech space. I mean, Evergreen. At least our headquarters here in Bellevue, Washington, right across the uh, right across the lake from Seattle, we've got so many tech companies in this area. As many people know, one of the biggest tech uh, epicenters in the country, if not world, uh, certainly with Microsoft and Amazon as the, as the two big ones, and then all the other ones that are right here, uh, either with their with their headquarters or satellite offices, and just all the people that we interact with that work in the tech space. I wanted to s- spend some time today talking about that space, the uh, the type of people that work in that space that we come across, some of the challenges, some of the opportunities, um, and then ways that I think we're uniquely equipped to help them. So let's start off with just your experience, my experience, talking about the tech space, the tech worker, kind of the profile of uh, that client and what we see. Um, and I'll get you started with that one.
2: Yeah. So I think this is a great topic. I mean, obviously we're a, a hotbed for, for tech and for innovation. Innovation, and it's really exciting. I love working with clients um, in this space. You know, there's a, so, been so much wealth creation, but I think there are some challenges and uh, obstacles that the tech community specifically faces. You know, I think some of them are, I think, a lot of concentration in tech across their portfolios. Obviously, there's a lot of company stock that that. Uh, people earn at these companies, but also then, you know, building a whole portfolio around um, other growth in tech names and and how that can, it's worked really great here for the last decade or so. But now, you know, we're starting to see a little bit of a rotation from, from growth, from tech and, you know, building portfolios that will help clients kind of diversify around that.
0: Yeah, I think something I see quite often. I mean, it, it, it's so interesting working in the wealth management industry, right? I mean, you think that most of the time it's it's people who work for for 20, 30, 40 years and accu- and actually accumulate wealth to the point where they they uh you know, they they have a need for working with a firm like ours. Tech it just happens to be one of those unique industries where you can accumulate wealth very quickly, right? So uh, it's, it's this unique industry with a, a unique client profile from what I see, where oftentimes I'm talking to somebody who's 28, 32, 33, 30, you know, 36 years old. Um, this is not your, you know, your 58 year old. I've been at the fir- you know, the company I've been working for, for 30 years. I mean, this is like, I, I've been, I've been at Amazon for eight years, you know, and I've got 2 million bucks or, or something like that. Right. Um, and so I see, you know, a younger not to say it's always younger, but oftentimes it's a younger, um, younger person that has accumulated a lot of wealth already. Like you said, sometimes in concentrated positions, I, I, I kind of look at it uh, and we joke around about this all the time with different clients about it being almost like accidental wealth. You know, most yes. of the time, the, the clients I'm working with, they pursued the tech space out of passion. You know, it's something that they're gifted at, something that they enjoy, uh, you know, an area of interest, or, you know, or something that just genuinely uh, brings them passion. And, um, love the challenge and all that, you know, whether it's starting a new company or working for uh, something like Microsoft or Amazon or whatever it may be, you know, and then all of a sudden you get on this, you know, 10 year run over the last 10 years with what tech has done. And it's like, boom, you know, you got stock, you got all this, you know, the income that's going up, the real estate prices in this area. And all of a sudden you're sitting on, you know, at a relatively young age, like, you know, net worth of like two or 3 million bucks, you're not even 40 years old. Uh, and then you're, you're starting to figure out like, well, what am I supposed to do with all this? Right? Like there's got to be a bigger plan and a bigger strategy you know, oftentimes it wasn't like the goal to get, to get rich, you know, real quick. It was like, you know, they just pursued the job or pursued the opportunity, um, because it was something they're really passionate and all of a sudden, uh, here we go. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I, do you see that quite a bit at least on your on your end with the people that you work with?
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. I love that phrase that you use there, Jeff of accidental wealth. I think, you know, something that I see so frequently is, you know, of course, there's the company stock, but then, you know, just also having these insights into all these other companies just in the area of, oh, you know, I know that there's this company that's doing really well getting in on that IPO or just really allocating towards where their passion is and what um, these folks really understand being in this industry and uh, just having all of this expertise. So it has been such a you know, explosive wealth creator here, especially in this area. But yeah, what do you do then when you have a really concentrated portfolio or an all tech portfolio, you know, and you are young and, you know, how do you then, you know, create, you know, a portfolio that's not just comprised of one industry or just a few different names?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to talk about, I mean, we're going to talk about this in maybe two or three minutes we're, we're like, what do we do? What, what are the aspects that we do? Maybe a couple more things I want to highlight in terms of like what I see in tech, uh, tech clients, which again, isn't necessarily unique to tech clients, but it just seems like it pops up quite a bit is like this extreme focus on their work and their job. And then kind of like the rest of the life that doesn't get as much of a, pri- you know, it's not as big of a priority, specifically their investment. And Investments their, and their financial picture. It's like work is so demanding. Uh, you know, projects that I'm working on are are you know are super labor and time uh, intensive. And so like the rest of it's kind of like I'll get to it once I get to it, but I just can't prioritize it right now. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, there's there's like a. You know, there's kind of like this realization of like, man, I think I should probably talk to somebody about this because I'm not getting to it, uh, you know, or it's it's accumulated so much that I really think I need some help here figuring this out. So there's some there's some of that. Another piece I always see is uh, is like a somewhat of a like a distrust of the system or of the industry, which, to be fair some of some of that is, some of that is warranted, you know, given what, I mean, some of the things I know about the industry where I'm like, man, I, I that's not a great, uh, that's not a, a client friendly way of doing it. You know, um, you know, things that we know about that are, that are pretty like uh fee, you know, pretty expensive from like what you know what the fees are and everything. So I think there can be, uh, that can be like a, a genuine distrust of like, you know, do they even want to sit down and and hear your advice, map things out? Because I, I, you know, there's some of that that I see quite often. And I think I see it more in tech than than maybe any other industry, just from my experience, uh, you know, doing this for whatever, almost 15 years. And I don't think that's, yeah, I don't think that's necessarily like a bad approach. It's just a matter of kind of navigating through like, okay, you know, if you're, if you are going to work with somebody, it's obviously going to require some trust. So like, what do we do? You know, let's see all cards on the table. This is how it all works. But it is interesting kind of upfront to always kind of get this, like, uh, you know, are you, are you trying to take advantage of me? kind of this like gut reaction. And then they figure out like, oh, you guys are fiduciary and like, you have to legally act in the best interests of your clients. And then there's like this, like thawing of it, you know, uh, where you start seeing like walls coming down and like, oh yeah, okay, well then maybe we should be, you know, be talking further on that. So I think I see a little bit of that. You know, don't you also see like the do-it-yourselfer thing in tech more than maybe any other industry, just from your experience of it? Absolutely,
2: yes. And I'm gonna uh, steal one of the phrases you say so often, Jeff. Is you know to really manage money well, you need to have. You have to have the expertise to do it. You have to have the time to do it, and you have to have the desire to do it. And so much of what we see, you know, especially in this segment, is not having the time. What you were just referencing of how all-consuming work can be and these projects can be for folks. So, you know, I see where there's wealth really building, and you know, there's the there's the portfolio, there's the stock portfolio that's doing well, but it's kind of the rest of the financial picture that might not. Get as much attention. For example, you know, maybe the insurance isn't up to date or the estate plan, you know, with this growing wealth, hasn't been updated to kind of accommodate what the picture looks like today.
0: Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about some of those things. Like where, let's talk about what are the holes that we typically see, the conversations that we have early on. And then, and, that, and then as things play out, where do we, there's clearly a need, but let's talk about the need. And then let's talk about kind of the solutions that we, we, uh, we typically implement for a lot of these types situations.
2: Yeah, so one of the first ones that I see is being over-concentrated in company stock or not developing a strategy for executing options and dealing with restricted stock awards or other type of stock grants. So often what I see from clients is that – these options are accruing, the stock is accruing, and they're just holding on to it and not really coming up with a strategy to you know, sell it off over time and diversify into a more balanced portfolio, which for the last 10 years has been a stellar strategy with growth just really outperforming and the tech space in particular. But you know now what we often see, I know you and I have seen this quite frequently, of having a very large portfolio of you know, five, eight, 10 million bucks of very concentrated holdings with very low cost basis. And so how do you come up with a strategy to uh, diversify away from that?
0: Yeah, and obviously there's a few different approaches there, and that that's done on like a custom case-by-case case basis. But there is a lot of that where they have concentrated wealth in the company that they also work at, which I always mm-hmm. highlight. Like that's doubling up the risk, right? Not only are you at risk of potentially you know losing your job from that company, but let's say that company doesn't do well, you know, and mm-hmm. maybe that's the reason why you lost your job, right? Then the the you know the wealth that you have as you know equity ownership of that company is now down as well, and so it's like it's compounding. The risk. Um, You know, the unique thing is you know the unique is so the so many of these tech companies have done so well right and so those that are that are working for them like they know the products that are coming the services they provide they know the customers they're bringing on and so there's a little bit of like no 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 like we are we are on fire right now there's no reason for me not to double down on this but uh you know it's just like in those in those risk management risk prevention you know strategies that we use to 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 keep an eye on so i think that's certainly one what are some of the other things that you think in terms of need and how we how we help uh, solve.
2: Yeah, so I would say the second one kind of ties into the the first one a little bit of having a tax strategy, really having a a tax team as a part of your financial uh, team that you have. Um, that's where something that we are leaning on our our tax arm at Evergreen Sterling Cooter to be able to say, you know, this is kind of how much should be taken. You know, this is kind of how much. You, of the stock that you should exercise, how much you should take in a given year, especially now, I think it's especially even more relevant as we're looking at potential uh, tax reform with the Biden administration in the next year or so in Washington State. We're also seeing a you know, the new tax law of seven percent of capital gains over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars has been signed into law. You know, we're kind of seeing. The challenges with that, if that's going to end up sticking or not, but, you know, especially for the executives, those higher business owners that have such a huge concentration of wealth, you know, with these challenges ahead, how do we get in front of that?
0: Yeah, I think that's key. I mean, we talked about the do it yourself part earlier and and that was specified more on the investment piece of like self-managing their own invest accounts and and what we see there, but that also applies to the tax side. So, I mean, it, it is not uncommon for for the tech clients that I work with to to be doing it themselves. I'm talking about filing their own taxes, doing their own tax returns through tur- TurboTax. Uh, you know, like the idea of like, Oh, you know, I like, I like being involved, I like seeing what it is. Um, you know, it is not that complicated until it becomes complicated. And then that's when this is, you know, there's all the, do you think I'm doing this right? And and so I completely agree with you on the tax side, uh, having an an orchestrated tax strategy that ties in with the investment piece and how that can, that can be a huge value add uh, for those, uh, for those type of, of clients. What else?
2: Yeah. So I would say, you know, really focusing on looking at the whole comprehensive picture. So, you know, we mentioned the investment, we mentioned tax, but putting together a comprehensive financial plan. I mean, it's something that we strive to do for all of our clients. um, And it's something that is easy to, to kind of push to the side or say that you'll deal with later. But I think they all really work together. So. You know, as wealth is accumulating, you need to make sure that all of the insurance liability, uh, you know, you're hitting, uh, you're properly insured so that, you know, if, if you, you know, hit someone and you don't lose all of this wealth that you've created, uh, if there's an accident that, you know, you're protected, making sure that you have the proper estate planning measures in place. I mean, in Washington state, we do have a state estate tax, so making sure that there's proper um uh, trusts in place and, and proper strategy just so that um, that things are dealt with. And I think just using the plan to really set up for, you know, whether it's retirement or whatever the next chapter is, I know there's there's a huge desire from a lot of the clients that I work with to retire early to maybe scale back later. So really making it customized towards them.
0: Yeah, I think that I I would completely agree. I think that makes a ton of sense. One of my best friends, uh, you know, his son and my son, we play uh, played baseball together. Actually, in fact, this weekend they both were selected as all stars on the on the Woodenville Little League 11U All Star team, which is kind of cool. Uh, but I see him all the time. Families are close. Uh, we talk about work uh, as friends do. And he and he's happened to he, I think he's been at Microsoft for something like 20 years in um, in a in a, a management type role. And I'm always asking him just like about his job function and and, uh, some of the the key things that he he would attribute, like maybe his success to. And he said something the other day that really struck me because I think it transfers to other industries. But he says, look, I honestly think that like my my main job, like what I'm being asked to do uh, in my role is, And then he said, it's the words drive clarity. And he has it written on his, I think he has it written like right on his computer at his desk, uh, you know, just as a reminder of like, what is my job every single day with the, with the team that I'm managing here? And it's to drive clarity, like eliminate distractions, make sure everyone's focused on the main, you know, the main mission, get people to buy into whatever they're trying to do. Right. Like all of that. And I'm like, you know what? that we're not all that different. And, and we, I don't necessarily I didn't see it that way, but when you're talking about planning, you're talking about the comprehensive view of someone's financial picture. I do think at the end of the day, you know, whether it's, you know, just the way that we're wired as humans or whatever, but like the ability the ability to take a step back, see the big picture, have crystal clear focus on where things stand where things are headed uh, you know so like nothing is happening by surprise it's all like oh yeah yeah that was intended you know and i'm and I'm game planning for that or like should this happen this is what we're set up to do this is scenario a this is scenario b what happens if you know let 's roll that out and see what happens uh, you know in the plan or or, or uh, conversely let's let's roll this out instead and see compare back and forth uh, I think all that stuff is really really key key uh, and to be fair, like is that key for just somebody that works in tech? No, right? Like that's, that's something I think that we do regardless of where the client came from. But I do think, uh, I do think it, it can help when things are maybe like a little bit more fractured. Um, it seems like we're having to, uh, maybe like piece it all together a little bit more, uh, for those that are, are coming from more of like a tech background, uh, than maybe other industries, uh, you know, but, but, uh, I do think driving clarity is like a huge, huge piece of it. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. Let's, uh, maybe like two, let's, 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 let's. Maybe like yeah. Let's talk about like maybe one or two other things that and then we're gonna wrap this up on things that pop up all the time I, I've got one that I always see uh, and in fact I was talking to, to uh, someone on Friday about this who, who who also happens to work for Microsoft and I was asking about life insurance right so he's got three three kids and mortgage debt and he's got great income of course uh, as most as most tech workers do but then like how, how are you uh, prevent you know how are you positioning yourself should something happen right? Right. And so like most of the most of the time, what I hear from people that work in tech is like, oh, yeah, I've got uh, coverage through work or like I've got a certain amount of my uh, of coverage that whatever it may be, Amazon or my, whatever it may be um, provides to me. And so then you drill into it and it's like, well, what is that? It's like, oh, it's like three times my salary or it's five times my salary or whatever it is. And oftentimes, like it's like not enough, you know, I guess from my oh. view. Um, and so I, I think there's always like a need. We talk about this early on. And even though we don't sell Products we don't sell insurance policies. Uh, I do advise a lot of these type of workers to, you know, mitigate that risk with like term life insurance, whether it's ten year, fifteen year, twenty or whatever it may be, for a certain dollar amount. Where it's like, hey, just just in case something happens, or let's say you lose your job, uh, you know, you don't want you don't want that kind of risk to really derail your financial picture, your family's financial picture. So I think uh, life insurance just happens to be one that I see uh, quite a bit. What about you? What are some other things that you see that come up that you feel like, you know, we, we help solve, uh, you know, over and over again?
2: Yeah. So one of my favorite things to to help all clients with is, is to focus on uh, charitable giving strategies. And, you know, specifically what I've seen um, with the tech employees that I work with is desire to for impact investing. You know, how can I, you know, I really want to invest in whether it's certain technologies or certain companies, certain organizations that align with their values. And there's some ways that we can be really strategic, you know, merging the investment piece with the tax piece and to help achieve their goals. I mean, you know, like we mentioned with potential tax increases on the horizon, changes to capital gain strategies coming up, you know, I think I really like to work with clients, whether it's putting together a family foundation, a charitable trust or a donor advised fund, which are ways that you know, can help to diversify the big picture, help to you know, mitigate some of that tax exposure. But I also just think it's really interesting to be able to work with clients to uh, you know, about what's important to them and really help them achieve those types of goals.
0: Yeah, I remember a conversation we had just like a month ago with one of our one of our longer term uh, tech clients who said <clears throat> something along, around the effect of like hey You know, there's a lot of people out there that are struggling right now. Uh, you know, COVID, uh, and the economic environment has been unkind to many. And yet, uh, I work in tech. We've been insulated from that. I feel like I've, I, you know, I feel like my financial life and my financial picture has, has, uh, you know, just by luck or coincidence or whatever, you know, right place, right time. I've been really fortunate and really lucky. Um, and so he had this real desire to try to find ways to give back, to help, uh, you know others who maybe haven't had, you know, as as much success and and as luck over the last whatever maybe you know even year, let alone five to ten years, twenty years mm-hmm. even, um, and I and I see that quite a bit. Just like the idea that hey, maybe we're maybe we're in a unique position financially to to do some good for others, and what are some of the ways that we can do it, and then the tax benefits that come with that, you know, things that maybe people aren't even aware of, just uh, being able to highlight. So. Um, I think that's a huge thing. Any last thoughts here before we wrap up? I think this has been really good. It's hard to obviously cover everything. And I'm sure when we push stop recording, there's going to be like two or three things. Where we're like, oh, we should have mentioned that or this. Um, but I mean, it seems like we're talking to tech clients almost every single day. Um, so I mean, so anyways, any any final thoughts from you on this?
2: Yeah, you know, I would just uh, reiterate really the, the team approach that we have, how, you know, with with Evergreen Sterling Kudo, with our tax team, with our investment team, with our planning team, how you know, we can help not just people who work in tech, tech executives, you know, all clients really, but especially for those that you know are do not have the, the ability, the time and the desire to do it, how we can really step in as a team to really help um, uncover what are the pain points, what are the risks that clients might not even know about and you know, solving for that. That's something that I really enjoy.
0: Yeah, well, I know you do a good job at it. I mean, I see you nearly every day. Uh, you know, it's been virtual, virtually uh, for the last whatever nine to nine to twelve months or so, I guess. Um, but I mean, we're doing plans and we're looking at plans with clients all the time and helping map things out, think of strategies, come up with creative solutions to a bunch of different problems. Um, and so it's it's a rewarding industry to work in. And I think that like you know we started this off by saying I think we're in a unique position to help. To help uh, the tech worker, given some of their unique challenges and and maybe profile goals, all that. So you know, should you have the interest, you, you know, you want to, you want to dig into Evergreen as a firm capabilities, uh, even just chat with Katie and I, you know, get kind of like a inside look, uh, sneak preview of what it, what it could be like, you know, with, with no strings attached. I mean, that's our style. Uh, we'll let you know what we're all about. And sometimes it's a fit, sometimes it's not, but if you want to just uh, check under the hood, get a little sneak preview of what that could look like for you. I mean, obviously feel free to reach out. We're happy to, we're happy to talk. So Katie, I'm going to get you back on here. I I mean, I I love having you on. It's always great to get your perspective, especially from the planning side, because you're such an expert at it. Um, I appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us.
1: Well, thank you, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. Evergreen GovCal is a wealth management firm with offices in Bellevue, Washington, Portland, Oregon, and California's Bay Area. We provide investment management, tax compliance, family office, and retirement planning services. Evergreen is accepting applications for new clients who align with our firm's investment and planning approach. If you think you might be a fit with us, follow the link in the show notes to fill out our prospective client compatibility survey.